children of the Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is among us. <laughs> this morning, the ecclesiastical calendar by the old reckoning is the feast of the holy, unmercenary leaders and healers, Osmos and Damian. As we have gathered in this 21st Sobor of our God-protected diocese, I am struck by the coincidence of the feast of the old calendar with the dates of our assembly. Yesterday, we looked briefly at the apostles on their synexis, and we celebrate that magnificent choir of apostolic faith. We saw how even with their imperfections, the Lord builds up His Holy Church through the apostolic worship handed down from generation to generation in the holy and divine liturgy. Today we behold two of the greatest healers in the life of the Church, Saints Cosmos and Daniel. And it is their gift of healing that I should like to speak about this morning. If you look at the miracles of our Lord, most of them were healing. If you actually count them and include the exorcisms, it is nearly four to one. But then there are many instances in the Holy Gospels where it says, and he healed them all, according to St. Matthew. We know that the crowds pressed against the Lord throughout the three years of his earthly and merciful ministry. Perhaps thousands were healed by him, and indeed by his disciples. From this we understand that healing is a great gift in the life of the church, and it is listed by the Apostle Paul in his first epistle to the Corinthians. Listen to what he says. Now you are, all of you, the body of Christ, and each member a part. And indeed, those whom God has placed first in the church are the apostles, second are the prophets, third the teachers, then the miracle workers, then those who have spiritual gifts of healing, those who offer support and aid, those who help administrate, those who speak all kinds of tongues. You may have noticed that the list begins with an expression nearly the same as our theme as founding the 12th chapter of the Epistle to the Romans. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. Here the Apostle expresses it perhaps more directly. Now you are the body of Christ, each member a part. Saying so, he manifests not only the interdependence we have on one another, but that each spiritual gift of the life of the church serves other members of the body of Christ. This is the purpose to every office, every title, every service, every ministry, and the position in the Holy Church. You notice that the first office is that of apostle. 
But to this day, it is the bishops who exercise the fullness of the apostolic succession. Nevertheless, there are many other places or positions in the church. These are spaces, if you will, that we fill by our love and our service and our dedication and commitment. I say love because if our service is not motivated first and last by love, it is useless in the Holy Church. This is a strong statement, but hear what the great apostle to the nations says of the service without love. If I speak the tongues of mortals and of angels, but have no love, I would be no more than the clatter clanging metal, or at best a sounding cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy, and I know all the mysteries and all the mystical knowledge, even if I possess the whole of faith to dislodge even mountains, but I have no love, I am nothing. Even if I give away all my possessions to feed the hungry, even if I surrender my body to be burned, but have no love, it does no good for me, according to the epistle of the Corinthians. We know these verses very well. We have all heard them before. But do we, do all of us here practice them in our everyday exercise and experience of living as Christians? Our God is the God of the heart. He is the knower of hearts. He honors the intention as St. John Chrysostom reminds us, as he says in his Paschal homily. Indeed, God knows our true intentions, even when they are buried by self-deception, by ignorance, evil, or even madness. And it is the intention that gives true meaning to our actions. This is why there is a very deep and long tradition among the monastics of wakefulness, of watchfulness, in Greek, nipsis. The great monastic fathers and mothers of the church kept watch over their hearts in accordance with the command of the Lord. As Matthew captures the Lord's words, watch and pray. Do not enter into temptation. The spirit may indeed be willing, but the flesh is weak. This is a command that every Christian can apply himself or herself to. You do not have to be a monk. You can watch and see if you are motivated by love or a desire to be loved, by gratitude or by envy, by respect or by fear, by a true interest in others or by pride. If we are to take our faith seriously, we must take seriously the challenge to live in accordance with how our Master and Lord lived. He said it best himself after the mystical supper and the divine foot washing of the disciples. And John captures the scene. Jesus asked them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say rightly, for so I am. Therefore, if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, should you not also wash one another's feet? Truly, I have given you an example that just as I have done for you, you should do as well. Amen, amen, I say to you, 
No slave is greater than his master, nor is an apostle, the one sent, greater than the one who sends. If you understand these things, happy and blessed are you if you act on them. If we act on them, this is the key to our ministry in the church. Indeed, all of us gathered for this sobor have taken up the yoke of Christ and followed him. Some to the priesthood, some to the monastic life, some to administration, some to youth work, some to the choir, some to pastoral ministry, some to preaching, some to teaching, and some to healing. But whatever the gift, we know that there is one giver, the Father of lights, from whom come every good and perfect gift. And these gifts of his grace and faithful exercise of these gifts are for the edification of the body of Christ. For the ministry of one member to another member, each esteeming the other greater and better and more deserving. My pastoral exhortation to you all is this, that as you continue your service and your ministry to Christ and his Holy Orthodox Church, that you open your hearts and minds to even more of God's beneficence to you. The gospel associated with the holy healers is that which we read when the Lord sent forth the twelve apostles. Jesus commissioned them with these words. As you go, proclaim that kingdom of heaven, and for that kingdom of heaven is close at hand. Cure the infirm. Cleanse the lepers, raise up the dead, cast out demons. Generously we are received, generously we give. My beloved fathers and brothers and sisters in Christ, the message is the same for us, all of us. Let us continue to proclaim the nearness of God's kingdom to our people and to the world, for the kingdom of God is within the human heart. Let us offer the curing touch of the sacraments to those whose lives are sick and with sin. Let us cleanse and purify the disease and slothfulness by fasting and prayer. Let us raise those whose lives are spiritually dead by first practicing our own faith with vitality and vigor. Let us cast out the powers of evil and temptation that afflict our community and our people and especially our children today and which afflicts the world by living lives that are marked with humility, sanctity, and discipline that we may become true disciples of the Lord. We have all received generously. Let us generously give. And we shall receive more even as the Lord said, according to the Gospel of Luke. A good measure pressed together, shaken down, and overflowed. May the Lord grant to all of us hearts and minds, spirits that are willing to receive his gifts, that the body of the church might be edified and his holy name glorified. As today's epistle says to the Corinthians, I give thanks to my God always concerning you, for the grace of God granted to you by Christ Jesus.
because you have been enriched by him in every respect, in your every utterance and in all your knowledge, as the testimony of Christ has shown itself so positively among you, such that you are lacking in not a single spiritual gift, you continue in eager expectation of the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he will secure you without blame or reproach up until the very last, on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the communion and fellowship of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.